0: Welcome to Zekhudav Simani Mamar by Ram Golder and the Zakis Baba Kama, Daf Nun Vav, the Sixth Perik HaKonis. The Sixth parak has been dedicated by the Klein family as a schus for the Rufuah of Gitul Zisal Basrachol. So the three tops we're going to focus on. Number one, Rabbi Yeshua taught that four cases are put to Medine Adem, exempt from paying under man's laws of Echai Shemaim, but they're liable under the laws of heaven. After explaining the cases, the Gemara that many other cases share this law, and answers that in these four cases, their liability, Bidina Shemaim, is a chiddush. Number one, when one breaks someone's wall, allowing his animal to escape. Now, one can think that he's not Chai Bidina Shemaim for the lost animal, given the mystery, Kai, since the weak wall was meant to be dismantled. Number two, one who bends someone's grain towards a fire, and it was burned because of an uncommon wind, Perhaps the perpetrator could say, Did I know an abnormal wind would come and spread the fire? If the cases were a covered grain before an oncoming fire exempting the igniter, perhaps he can claim he was trying to protect the grain by covering it. Number three, one who hires false witnesses to testify against someone. Perhaps he could say the witnesses should not have listened to him to transgress testifying falsely. And number four, one who withholds from testifying for a friend's benefit, meaning a single aide who would obligate swearing. Perhaps he can say his testimony may not have caused the defendant to confess, and he may have sworn falsely. Pointing between the Mishnah Duff and Nun Listim M'Bestad, If robbers took the animal out of its enclosure, the robbers are high for any damage it inflicts. The Moriah said this is obvious because by pulling the animal, they acquire it in theft and responsible for its damages. It answers that the case is where they stood before it, blocking all paths except one, effectively compelling it in that direction without acquiring it. This explanation was also used to explain Rav's statement. One who stands his fellow's animal on his fellow's standing grain is chai from the animal's damages. Since his liability would be obvious if he physically brought the animal to the grain, the one explains that the case is where he guided it to the grain by blocking its other paths. Alternatively, both cases are explained to be a case of a hikisha, where he struck the animal, causing it to move. This qualifies as mashicha and makes him a chai for the animal's damages. And pointing with you, Amarim dispute the status of a Shomer Aveda, one who watches a lost object, which he found. Rabbi says Kesher Dami. He's considered like an unpaid custodian and explains ki What benefit comes to him from watching it? Rabbi Yosef says Sacher Dami. He's considered like a paid custodian and explains Bahai Yana Do because of the benefit he derives that he does not need to give bread to a poor person while he's involved with caring for the lost object because of the rule of Ha'osik B'mitzvah Patamina a Mitzvah. He's considered a Shomer Sacher. An alternate reason is given to Rabbi Yosef's ruling. Came the Rahmana Shabde Bal Since the Torah obligated him to watch the lost item against his will, he is considered a Shomer Sacher. The Pitan Yeshua explains that he's rewarded for fulfilling the commandment to watch the item. So once again, the three points are: Number one, Rabbi Yeshua taught that four cases are Patamidine exempt from paying under man's laws, but are liable under the laws of heaven. After explaining the cases, the Gemara said that many other cases share this law, and answers that in these four cases, their liability, Bidinish Shemaim, is a chiddush. Number one, when one breaks someone's wall, allowing his animal to escape. Now, one can think that he's not Chai Bidinish Shemaim for the lost animal, given the Mistrebe Kai since the weak wall was meant to be dismantled. Number two, one who bends someone's grain towards a fire, and it was burned because of an uncommon wind, Perhaps the perpetrator could say, Did I know an abnormal wind would come and spread the fire? If the cases were a covered grain before an oncoming fire exempting the igniter, perhaps he could claim he was trying to protect the grain by covering it. Number three, one who hires false witnesses to testify against someone. Perhaps he could say the witnesses should not have listened to him to transgress testifying falsely. And number four, one who withholds from testifying for a friend's benefit, meaning a single aide who would obligate swearing. Perhaps he can say his testimony may not have caused the defendant to confess, and he may have sworn falsely. Pointing between the Mishnah Adaf and Nun Listim and Chayavim. If robbers took the animal out of its enclosure, the robbers are high for any damage it inflicts. The Mariah said this is obvious because by pulling the animal, they acquire it in theft and responsible for its damages. It answers that the cases the kamula ba'apa, where they stood before it, blocking all paths except one, effectively compelling it in that direction without acquiring it. This explanation was also used to explain Ruv's statement. Hamami behem is akamas havero, one who stands his fellow's animal on his fellow's standing grain is high from the animal's damages. Since his liability would be obvious if he physically brought the animal to the grain, the one explains that the cases where he guided it to the grain by blocking its other paths. Alternatively, both cases are explained to be a case of a hikisha, where he struck the animal, causing it to move. This qualifies as Mashiach and makes him a for the animal's damages. And pointing with you, Amarim dispute the status of a Shomer Aveda, one who watches a lost object, which he found. Rabbi says Chinam Dami. He's considered like an unpaid custodian and explains What benefit comes to him from watching it? Rabbi Yosef says Dami. He's considered like a paid custodian and explains B'ha'Yana Do Rifto anya." because of the benefit he derives that he does not need to give bread to a poor person while he's involved with caring for the lost object because of the rule of Ha'osik BeMitzvah Patimin He's considered a Shamer Sacher. An alternate reason is given to Rabbi Yosef's ruling. Since the Torah obligated him to watch the lost item against his will, he's considered a Shomer Sacher. The plain Yeshua explains that he's rewarded for fulfilling the commandment to watch the item. All right, so now we go to our Simmon Duff Nunvav. And this simmon was suggested to us by Rabbi Shlomo Weissman from Passaic, New Jersey, and by Rabbi Moshe White from Edmonton, Alberta. They both suggested that Nunvav is a shusher and shul going nu-nu, nu-nu. So here goes, the shusha was so busy shushing the man who accidentally broke someone's weak wall leading an animal to escape and bragged that he was putter Medine adam, telling him that he was still a bidine shamayim, that he didn't notice robbers striking the animal to get it to leave its enclosure, which qualifies as meshicha, nor the man who found a lost watch and became a shomra aveda, which some say is like a shomer sachar. Once again, some motion. The shusha, shusher. that must mean more in duff, nu nu. The shusha was so busy shushing the man who accidentally broke someone's weak wall leading an animal to escape and bragged that he was Patr Bidine Adam, telling him that he was the Chayev Bedine Shamayim, which reminds us. The G'more brings four cases which are Patr Bedine Adam, the Chayv Bedine Shamayim, where their liability Bedine Shamayim is a Chiddush. The first case is where one breaks someone's wall allowing his animal to escape. One can think he's not even Chayev Bedine Shamayim for the lost animal since the weak wall was meant to be dismantled. So the Shushu was so busy shushing the man, who accidentally broke someone's weak wall, leading the animal to escape, and bragged that he was Pater Medine Adam, telling him that he was shamayim, that he didn't notice robbers striking an animal to get it to leave its enclosure, which qualifies as Meshicham, which reminds us, the Mishan daf Nun hotsi'uha l'istim taught, If robbers took the animal out of its enclosure, the robber's Hochayef for any damage it inflicts, the rest that this is obvious because by pulling an animal, they acquired it in theft and are responsible for its damages. One explanation is that it's the case of a kisha, where the robber struck the animal causing it to move. This qualifies as meshicha and makes him liable for the animal's damages. So the shusha was so busy shushing the man who accidentally broke someone's weak while leading an animal to escape and bragged that he was pater bedini adam, that he was still chayev bedine shamayim, that he didn't notice robber striking an animal to get it to leave its enclosure, which qualifies as meshicha. Nor the man who found a lost watch and became a Shomer Aveda, which some say is like. A Shomer Sacher, which reminds us, a dispute the status of a Shomer Aveda, one who watches a lost object, which he found. Rabba says, Kashomer he's considered like an unpaid custodian, and explains what Han comes to him from watching it. Rabbi Yosef says, Kashomer Sacherdam, he's considered like a paid custodian, and explains because of the Hanah he derives that he doesn't need to give bread to a poor person while he's involved in caring for the lost object because of the rule of, Aosakhba Mitzvah, Patamina Mitzvah, and therefore he's considered a Shomer Sacher. Another explanation is given. So once again, the Shomer was so busy shushing the man who accidentally broke someone's weak wall, leading an animal to escape and bragged that he was Patr Bidini Adam, telling him that he was still a chayur. That he didn't notice robbers striking an animal to get it to leave its enclosure, which qualifies as Meshicha, nor the man who found a lost watch and became a Shomer Aveda, which some say is like a Shomer Sacher. All right, so now it's time for a Vorbach Hazar. Dafnun so the Simmer Dafnun is a Nubi to Yiddishkeit. See, so here it goes. The Nubi to Yiddishkeit, Nubi to Yiddishkeit. That must mean we're on Dafnun bays. The Nubi to Yiddishkeit on his way to do a mitzvah and inform a man that the board that he covered became uncovered, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Kisahu Rishon." if the first partner of a boar covered it, and the second came and found it uncovered, Hasheni Chayev, the second one is Chayev. The Gemara asks, until when is the first partner exempt? And three opinions are given, one being that Shmuel says, it's until enough time passes for people to inform him the pit is uncovered, even if he did not see it himself. So the new B.T. on his way to do a mitzvah and inform a man of the boar that he covered became uncovered, was disturbed when he discovered that the cover was only good for oxen, not camels, when camels occasionally come, which reminds us, the Gamora discusses a case where a cover is strong enough for oxen, but not for camels, which was weakened by camels, and then oxen fell in. So the new B.T. on his way to do a mitzvah, and inform a man that the boar that he covered became uncovered, was disturbed when he discovered that the cover was only good for oxen, not camels, when camels occasionally come, and that it had become quite wormy, which reminds us, the question was asked, even where camels are common, but they didn't come be Slima rather became wormy from within, do we say Migu de It's a Gamalim? Since he was negligent regarding damaging of the cover by camels, Havipoche and hasra. he's also considered negligent regarding it becoming wormy, or Dimogamrin migu, or perhaps we don't say migu. Dafnun Gimo So the dafnun gimo is a Nigerian prince. So here goes. The Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince, that must mean daf gimmel The Nigerian prince on tour of Jewish pits was shocked to see a cow fall backwards into a pit from the sound of digging, which reminds us we have a malkos of Rav and Shmuel, whether one is chive if an ox falls backwards into a pit due to the sound of digging. Ruff says he's not since it died from the impact, not from the hevel, the foul air. Shmuel says he is chive because one is chive for the foul air and all the more so for the impact. So the Nigerian prince on tour of Jewish pits was shocked to see a cow was shocked to see a cow fall backwards into a pit from the sound of digging, just as an ox was pushing another ox into the same pit, making the ox and pit owners each pay half. which reminds us, a price that teaches that if an ox pushed another into a pit, the Rabunds say the ox's owner is chai, but the pit's owner is patr, since it was pushed into the pit. Rav says the ox's owner pays half, and the pit's owner pays the other half, because he holds kol hekadula to ishtalumi mahay, mishtalim mahay. Wherever it's impossible to collect pain from one damaging party, he can collect from the other. He considers the pit's owner chai, although the animal was pushed in, and must pay for any amount not covered by the ox's owner. So the Nigerian prince on tour of Jewish pits was shocked to see a cow, was shocked to see a cow fall backwards into a pit. From the sound of digging, just as an ox was pushing another ox into the same pit, making the ox and pit owners each pay a half, while a man and ox together push the person into another pit, which reminds us, Rav has said, If an ox and a person push someone or something into a pit, when regarding damages to a person or animal, they are all chai, because he follows Rabbi Nassim that a pit's owner is responsible even where a victim is pushed into his boar. Only the person is liable for a dalad varim. The four payments added for a person harming another person, as well as the mevlados. Only the ox's owner is liable for kofr, and the therish shkalim paid for killing a slave. Daf nindalad. So the siman Daf nindalad is noodles, and we often use a pasta chef. So here goes. The pasta chef who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for his ceramic noodle balls. Noodle balls? Pasta chef? That must mean one Daf nindalad. The pasta chef who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for his ceramic noodle balls that broke when his donkey fell into a pit. While carrying them, which reminds us, the Mishnah Duff Nunbase Amen Olaf taught that if Kalim fell into a boar and broke, the boar's owner is punter. This disagrees with Rabbi Yehuda, who holds, one is high for Kalim damaging a boar. The ben of Vinafoshama short or chamor, and an ox or donkey shall fall into a teaching short below Adam, he's high for an ox, but not a person, chamor below Kalim, and for a donkey not for Kalim. Buta is the extra word O to include liability for kailing. So the pasta chef, who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for his ceramic noodle bowls that broke when his donkey fell into a pit while carrying them, also saw his short pikeich about to fall in, who should have been careful examining the path, which reminds us, it was taught in a putter, If a short pikeich, an intelligent ox, fell into a pit, the owner of the boar is putter. Rav explains the reason the boy lay a yune because the ox should have examined its path as it walked and its falling into the boar is not considered the negligence of the pit's owner. So the pasta chef who was upset he wouldn't be compensated for ceramic noodle bowls that broke when his donkey fell into a pit while carrying them, also saw his short b'keich about to fall in who should have been careful examining the path. Instead of being engrossed in a safer about the eight halachos that apply. All animals and fowl, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, The same didn't apply whether it's an ox or any animal regarding eight halachos, and it also applies to birds and wild animals. The Torah wrote specific animals in these places, because the Torah spoke about common cases. Daf nun hey, So the symbol of Daf nun He is a speed limit sign of 55. So here goes. The speed limit sign with the word Tov in it, surrounded by the outline of the Luchoshnios, was posted along the road where a man was leading a wagon with a goat and a shibuta fish pulling it, right next to an enclosure where a sheep that was locked in with a shmira pachusa managed to escape. Once again, it's motion. The speed limit sign, the speed limit sign, that Muslim on nun hey, 55. The speed limit sign with the word in it surrounded by the outline of the Lukoshnios, which reminds Rabbi Tanhum Barchani like quoted Schmobar Nachman, who explained the reason why the word tov is not mentioned in the first Aserisibros, Obasof and shtaber because they were destined to be shattered, which Ravashi explained would indicate Chasvasham in Yisrael, heaven forbid goodness has ceased from Yisrael. Rabbi Yeshua said a rotes If one sees the letter test in his dream, it's a good sign for him. The Gemara ultimately explains, Because the Torah began using the letter test for goodness, because its first appearance is when describing light as Tov, good. So, the speed limit sign with the word Tovenet, surrounded by the outline of the Luchoshniyos, was posted along the road where a man was leading a wagon with a goat and Shibuta fish pulling it, which reminds us, Shibuta asked, One who leads a wagon by means of a goat and a Shibuta fish pulling it, what is the halacha? Do we say that since the goat cannot go into the sea, and the fish cannot go into dry land, he has not done anything prohibited because they are inherently separate and he is not over on climb, or since they drew the wagon, he violated the climb prohibition. So the speed limit sound with the word Tovinit surrounded by the outline of the Lukoshnyos was posted along the road where a man was leading a wagon with a goat and Shibuta fish pulling it, right next to an enclosure where a sheep that was locked in with a Shmir Bahusa managed. To escape, which reminds us, the sixth parak begins Hakonis Sungladir, one who brought a sheep into a shed, banal and locked the opening before it properly. Hizika Patr, but it escaped and damaged someone's property, he's Patr. If it was not properly locked, he's Chaev. Brisa defines a Shmir Bahusa, a proper locking as she lamud Baruch Matsuya, a door which can withstand a normal wind. This level of protection is considered Shmir B'chusa, lesser guarding. All right, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which thing they're going about climb of sea creatures and a wagon pulled together by goat and fish? That's on Duff? None hey, good number two, which thing on one is exempt if a shore biquer falls into a board because the shore should have been watching where it was walking, that's on Duff. Good number three. Which daft do you have four cases which are put to bedini one being breaking down someone's weakened wall, allowing an animal to escape? That's on vav. Good number four. Which daft do you have is whether an owner of a boar has to pay if a cow falls in backwards in the sound of digging? That's on gimel. Good number five. Which daft do is whether a shomer aveda is like a shomer chinam or a shomer socher? That's on daf? Nunvav. Good number six, which stuff when white why Tov only appears in the second version of the Aser Dibros and what it means to see a test in a dream? That's on Duff. Nunhe Good number seven, which stuff when striking an animal causing it to move is a form of Meshichah? That's on Duff. Nun vav. Good number eight, which stuff they learned a prison can be high for an animal falling into a six Tfachim pit since the animal's abdomen is four Tfachim off the ground? That's on Duff. None off. Good number nine. Which stuff do we learn about Nechunya Chopra daughter that was saved from the water and his son who died from thirst and that a is not a Vatran? That's on Duff. None. Good number ten. Which stuff do we want whether an owner of a boar pays when an ox pushes another ox into the pit? That's on Duff. None. Gemo. Excellent. That Muzadeh Shir. This is from wishing a great day and great learning.